so the questions continue, if not the controversy continues, at Oakville Trafalgar High School and now legal proceedings potentially for parents just wanting answers, having questions, wanting answers, and wanting conversation about the teacher at that school and the controversy over clothing and the dress code and all else that goes with it. And it has been a real failure and a lack of leadership from the board, superintendents, the trustees. It's been just, it's put so many people in the crosshairs, including the teacher herself. We talk about it with Rishi Bandy, who's been hired to represent a group of parents who want answers on this more than anything else. That's the action they want, is they want people to be accountable and to have a conversation about it. We talk about it with Rishi and Sheba Siddiqui and I talk about it as well on the back end of our conversation on Toronto Today. What are your expectations for this meeting um, tomorrow night? What do you hope gets accomplished? What do the people that you're representing hopes get, hope gets accomplished? So, so Greg, first of all, I, it's not clear to us that the meeting's going to happen. I, I don't think it's going to happen on Friday. Um, you know, the timing, the timing is tight. So if it does happen, it, it'll probably be, um, we hope, we hope next week and but but still we're 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 having discussions with the board about whether or not this is going to happen they say that it's 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 inappropriate in terms of what we want um we want to be able to set bylaws and we want to be able to set up uh, a mandate for the council which is consistent with the education act because that seems to be getting lost on everybody here in including the board and when you look at the education act it's very clear that what school council is intended to do is to enhance um, the accountability of the educational system to the parents and improve pupil achievement. So very, very broad. And the Education Act also says that we're allowed to, as parents, advise on any matter and make recommendations to the board. So we want to make that clear. And then what we want to do is set up some subcommittees that can actually uh, address this dress, particular dress code issue make recommendations to the board and advise them and hopefully influence their decision-making. Scott Miller is quoted in the Toronto Star story, and he's the co-chair of the school council. And, and I think he, you know, he echoes what probably most parents have said about, about the scenario, including the parents you're involved with. And I think most parents were saying, Rishi, since September, his quote, we want dialogue. We just want to understand what the school and board's policies are going forward because we've all got children in the school. This isn't about uh, hate. This isn't about, um, you know, a, a, an absolute um, political ideology. This is just about conversation and dialogue. And and there hasn't been any. Yeah, that's exactly it. And, and, and Greg, we, we took a pretty simple position on this, which was that and you echoed this as well. Uh, the student dress code should apply to the teachers. It's just a simple, common sense way of, of approaching this. And, and we're not sure why they haven't done that. Instead, they've, they've, they've gone to the circuitous route of, of, of trying to develop a new policy at some point in, in, in the future. And, well, that doesn't address anything now. We, we, we would like some answers uh, today. Now, the teacher is not at the school currently. We don't, we don't know why. So, you know, temporarily that that problem seems to have been uh, addressed. But nevertheless, it's still a very live issue in terms of what are the the, the board's expectations of teachers at this moment in terms of pro professionalism and, and attire. And we'd like that addressed. 
How frustrated have parents been that there just hasn't been commu- like just you expect leaders to lead at a certain point in time, and and even if somebody is right or wrong, or or we meet in the middle, or we meet at a 60-40-70-30 point, how frustrated are parents are? There just there just hasn't been anybody. There's there hasn't been a leader that's led. Extremely frustrated and and extremely livid at at the most recent responses. They they just don't engage in dialogue and and they're just continuing to censor counsel, which is just completely inexplicable. Um, and you know all along we've said you know despite the media characterizing this as a lawsuit and 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 you know we're, we've started court proceedings. That's that's not the case. The reality is that that before we get to a court, the, the judge wants to see that we've exhausted all of our remedies under the Education Act for dialogue. And that's exactly what we're trying to do. And we're continuing to do that. Uh, but we, we continue to hit a wall. So it, it may that it may be that the parents end up that that they have to bring some sort of application to to the court. But they need resources for that, Greg. And, and you know, I, I can't do this on my own. We need more mm-hmm. help. Uh, and and frankly, the parents need some contributions and money. And so parents in the Oakville community need to step up. They need to donate to that GoFundMe page. Um, and, and anybody else, if you can don- donate a little bit to, to fund this effort, I think that we can we can uh, we can bring this forward and, and get a court to hear us. Rishi Bandu, our guest on Toronto Today. Have you heard from other teachers at the school? No, not not no. I haven't actually, not not personally. I'm not sure if other parents have, but that hasn't been conveyed to me. What seems to be like? What is the end game for parents? What they, they don't like you said, they don't want a big court proceeding. They didn't want this to turn into the proverbial circus it turned into. And as I've said before, all of this could have been quelled in the first week by um, by a congenial meeting, an open minded discussion. And none of that happened. And now we're 20 weeks into a school year, not one. Yeah, 100%. And look, I, I get the sensitivity over over HR matters. That's mm-hmm. that's completely understandable. But this has become a very public uh, uh, matter. And, and it concerns what teachers are doing in the classrooms with, with parents' children. Of course, parents uh, can have dialogue about this. So so the really the two things that we're looking for, number one is, is communicate and implement some standards of attire uh, immediately, and secondly, allow par- uh, school council to 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 have dialogue and to advise the board on any matter, and 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 don't stand in the way in this. And you know the the third point that I'll make, and you you made this point earlier too, Greg. What's what's really unfortunate is the teacher in all this, uh, and 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 the teacher should be able to come to school and express her gender gender identity in a way That's that right. that that suits her. And, and we don't want to harm that teacher, and we certainly don't want to harm uh, the rights of transgender people in the community. And, and, and that's, that's an unfortunate byproduct uh, if this continues to go on. It really is. It's terrible to see, you know, random, you know, photographs go out, videotapes. Go out. There's a there's a privacy that I think every educator deserves. And it's not to be videotaped in their classroom and have that posted anywhere else. Um, and so that teacher has a gripe and a grievance for certain about that. But leadership within the school structure and the board at a point in time probably prevents that because if like basically it's it's the boy or girl who cried wolf these kids are like no 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 this is happening in the class and no one's doing anything and no one believes me that's when extreme measures end up getting taken place absolutely and i'll tell you what greg it's it's embarrassing for our community we're we're very proud of our oakville community and our school um 
you know, the, the greater Toronto area and our province. And, and it, this just shouldn't be happening like this. So I, just to clarify, the, your understanding, Rishi, is the teachers, we're in, what, day four coming back after Christmas break. The teacher hasn't been at school for any of those days? That's that's our understanding. We haven't we haven't heard that the teacher is is appearing at uh, at school. And you're you don't sound even fifty fifty positive. This meeting will happen tomorrow night. I know there's 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 potential for it um, in the evening to discuss this, but you're thinking that there's some stalling happening. Is the best way I can put it. Well, yeah, the, the board is is certainly saying that uh, they don't want the meeting to happen at all. They're saying that the meeting would be out of order given the topics that we've we've proposed for discussion, which which I which I don't think is is correct. Um, but we're we're open to to discussing the format of that meeting and and the topics. If they want to revise the agenda, we're we're open to that. Uh, there's a co-chair on this as well who has some concerns and because of the holidays hasn't been able to have some conversation with Mr. Miller. Uh, so we'd like to give her the opportunity or, or Mr. Miller would like to give mm. her the opportunity to, to discuss that. Yeah. So, so there's some flexibility there to move the date, right? We, we mm. set that date of January 13th back in December just yeah. before the holidays. And understandably, people are just back this week. So there needs to be some dialogue about that. And and to facilitate that, you know, we can we can move the date, but I I still think that this special meeting has to happen. Rishi, thanks for the time. Uh, I'm tight for it, but let's uh, let's recap and or reset next week as well, and, and see where things are at. I appreciate you coming on and your perspective. Your, yours too, Greg. Thank you. Um, seeing this message in from uh, Jerry, I get this via uh, Twitter DM. Um, Greg, interesting interview with the lawyer. Um, the board should never have allowed itself to violate the privacy of their employees, even those that have already been brought into the public eye through other means that could open them up to prosecution under provincial legislation, as well as a lawsuit in civil court. That's probably true. Uh, secondly, a public meeting to discuss this case has a high risk of degenerating into a hate filled attack on trans people in general. I'm not going to tell you that you're wrong about that. And that was part of the problem with the demonstration. You had parents saying parents showing up at some of these demonstrations in the fall when the weather was great, Jerry, just saying, please talk to us like like have some understanding of meeting us in the middle and having a conversation about this. And who else showed up? A, a bunch of people that I would I would just say were were quite hateful and discriminatory in general. Um, and it's a problem. There's been bomb threats at the school. All of this gets done. All of this doesn't happen if leaders lead. Um, Shiba Siddiqui's back with us, of course. And I like I listen to the lawyer and I'm like, there's logic. People want to have conversations. People want to make it um, plain and simple. And there's no necessary necessarily 100 percent right, 100 percent wrong. But when you get when you have a problem with anything, get in a room. People pay their taxes. Get in a room. Explain your side to me. And let's see if we can come to some kind of modicum of of agreement on how to go forward but there was none of that with this board and the school and anything i think you're bang on with this i think that parents just want answers they want to be heard they have several questions and no one's answering them there's a complete lack of communication from the board from the school from the principal um and these and what 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 happens bomb threats every other yeah. day i mean there was there were there were a few weeks back in the fall where every other day there was a bomb threat at this school then that expanded to other schools in halton in the oakville area even elementary schools that were getting bomb threats um so it's completely gotten out of hand i think it could have been nipped in the bud or at least these conversations could have started months ago so there's a lot of frustration on both ends and there are a lot of people who you know they don't want to get involved or they're careful what they want to say this is not a transphobic issue 
I think that's what needs to be said over and over again. This is not about this teacher and her, you know, what her lifestyle or her what whatever it is. It's about a simple dress code, regardless of who you are. And this lawyer, Rishi, he raised a good point that the students have a dress code that it is assumed the teachers will follow as well. So, uh, and, and you know, we, we've gotten some texts on this as well. And I've heard from many parents that apparently the, it's not confirmed, but this teacher was also teaching at a Burlington high school at some point. I don't know why. I don't know if, she, if it was a transfer, if it was a substitute teacher. And that, te- that school also started getting bomb threats. So, mm-hmm. I mean, they need to come to some kind of a resolution here. And it's so unfortunate that this teacher, Kayla Lumia, has, has, uh, has to actually live in fear walking from the school to her car or just, you know, w- wherever she's going, just the commute, that in itself for her safety. That's right. So there needs to be some kind of conversation that needs to start happening. And, and any sort of leadership whatsoever, any sort of leadership whatsoever stops videos from being posted, stops Tucker Carlson from discussing it. And you're right. It's not It's not a, um, a hateful, transphobic issue. But what it does, as I was listening to you say, and I agree with all your points, um, but what, what it does is it allows that platform. Like I said, Hey, there's going to be a protest about what about this trans teacher. Okay. And then you encourage, you know, some of the, yes. uh, p- you know, some of the more aggressive, um, discriminatory people who will, um, absolutely not, not think that this person should be allowed in a classroom period, regardless of dress code to and it show up and have their rally. say. And exactly. And it, it never, ever, ever should have gotten to that point. It never should have gotten to that point. And it, it, it adds ammunition. And I'm not saying it's proper ammunition and I'm not saying it's justified ammunition, but, um, again, you know, play stupid games, win stupid prizes. If you shut this, not shut the teacher down, but shut any controversy about what, here's what you can wear and here are the guidelines and here's what you can't. And if any other teacher violated these guidelines and if any student violated these guidelines, we would stop it. Like there's, okay, there is a pro there has to be a protocol. This has always been a dress code issue to me, not a human rights issue. Do you think if this was a different workplace, this would have been nipped in the bud? Let's say it wasn't a school. Let's mm. say it was. If, let's say it was yeah, someone, in our, if someone in our office, someone at our station, um, walking through the building wearing a prosthetic breast. That was I think a, there'd be less controversy because then nobody can sort of play the think of the kids card. But it's a card that's fair to play. You are a parent. Yeah. You do yeah. get to advocate for your kids. You do. We've been through this before with other forms of curriculum. You're allowed to have an opinion on what gets taught to your kids. They're more your kids than the teachers. And you know how I feel. And I know how you feel about educators. They're so vital. They're so important. They're so valuable. We we have to protect them more. We, like, I, I can't. Including Kayla Lemieux. Including Kayla Lemieux. Not especially, but including. That gets the yeah. same rights everybody else gets. No more, no less. And and the board and their trustees and the superintendents have flopped miserably. I heard I heard on uh, on Kelly Contreras' show the other day, noon to three, right here. Um, she and Chris Creston asked uh, um, uh, Ms. Shuttleworth for a comment. She's like, "I'm sorry, I'm busy working." <sighs> Jeez, like like honestly, at the very minimum. Um, politicians eventually have to get in front of a microphone. They eventually have to get called on things. These are also duly elected officials paid for, not from magic money that falls from the sky, but from our tax dollars. 
Get in front of somewhere and be accountable. Meet with parents. This meeting should happen tomorrow night. And there, there you have the lawyer that we have on saying it's probably not going to happen because they're yeah. stalling and they don't want to be like they're, they're they're cut and running. They've been cutting and running since Labor Day. They haven't addressed this. It's a joke. It is. It's a tough situation. And I know that these there are meetings that have happened in the past um, in the area of this of Oakville Trafalgar High School. Uh, there's a local canlan that's hold, that's held a couple of the meetings, not the canlan itself, but that's where the parents organize the meeting. And there's always someone that shows up and it turns into a hate rally. So I think there's a lot of hesitation for these meetings for this reason, because it just it goes off the rails and it loses focus because this is not about transphobia. It, it should never be. This is not the conversation. Uh, and unfortunately, someone shows up and and. Now you, you you asked me, and I'm not I'm not doing it for uh, for tit for tat as it were. But you asked me a hard question about whether or not this would be. The, I don't think it'd be quite the same in the workplace. But I have had parents ask me, and so I'm not I'm not pushing it right to you because I don't have an answer. Would this be a different story if this was a kindergarten or grade one teacher? I don't know. I don't know. I, I would parents be even more vociferous about it? Would it? Let's go the other way. If this was a university professor. Would it be less of an issue? I don't have an answer for that either. Like you, then you're teaching 22-year-olds and not 15-year-olds. Yeah. I don't know. I don't yeah. know. But I do know that in any circumstance, there's a, you're an administrator for a reason. You were somehow elected to lead for a reason. And you haven't for four and a half months. And you don't seem to have any inclination how to or whether or not to even start now. 